you're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed Some Light, episode 197, coming to you on a Monday. Jack and Michael are back. We are approaching the big 200 coming up. Two bills. Two bills. And uh, first thing right off the bat here, my hand is up. I'm apologizing. Jaden Thomas had a good game. Let's go. I... Let's I, go. I still don't think that he's that good, but I he had him. a good game. And I know that you've been high on him and riding his, conducting his train. And I have been basically the polar opposite of that through the first four games. Game five, he did show out. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Had a great game. Domed a dude. Like, yeah. Just snacked right on his dome piece. Like, easy money. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't want to, like, like toot his horn like he's the fucking greatest but i just think he's better than what you give him credit for what i appreciated about the game this past weekend notre dame beats byu in las vegas 11 and 0 in shamrock series games and marcus freeman's first victory over a ranked opponent let's just play every game as a shamrock series how about it um is that he finally showed effort when the ball was thrown to him the one, the the snag that he had, where like you were saying, he Randy mossed him. Where has that effort been the first four games? I don't know. I feel like a lot of the time, and and maybe this is me being biased because I like Jaden Thomas. I feel like a lot of the time that you like zero in on him, like the the ball itself wasn't thrown well. That wasn't thrown well. Sure. He had to go up and over the guy to make yeah. the reception. Yes. Uh, 100% agreed. But, like, if he doesn't make that reception, I feel like you blame that on Jaden Thomas. That's that's my issue. I don't think, like I said, like, I don't think he's, like, like fucking Randy Moss himself. But I think he's good enough that he's, like, he's a weapon and he's huge as a wide receiver. And I think a lot of the time that you kind of lay into him, it's like not a hundred percent his fault and you blame a hundred percent of it on him i'm not if saying, that makes sense yeah that totally makes sense and i'm not saying that he he's someone that like when the ball is thrown to him i expect him to catch it a hundred percent of the time but in that instance like on saturday like he put up a fight for it and it's crazy what happens when he puts in that effort yeah whereas against Callan marshall could have been the exact same throw and he he would have like Turned around, saw that the ball was behind him. Defender makes a play on it. Pick six. But I, I also feel like a lot of the times that you kind of shit on him for, like he was running a route that he was he was going down the field, and the ball is like way far behind him. And I think it's a lot harder than we all like think it is to like stop on a dime, turn, and like make a play on that ball. Like, dude, you're he's what like two fifteen, two twenty, somewhere in the 
low 200s. Like guess. he's a big dude. Like yeah. if you're if you're fucking sprinting down the field and then the guy throws it behind you and you got to stop and turn, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot yeah. of mass you're moving. It dude. is. It so is. like half the time, I feel like I I will say that there are definitely plays that he should have made that he didn't. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like he is better than what you give him credit for. He finally flashed his true potential. And yeah. So we need to keep building on that. Yes. I, don't uh, I would that agree. To be the the one bright spot of his season. I would agree. But that was an absolute snag piece and a half. It was. That was sick. It was. That was <laughs> sick. What other thoughts do you have on the Notre Dame BYU game? Okay, so I'll go overall thoughts first, and then dive like specifically into different players. Okay. Overall thoughts. I felt like it was. Uh, we we said it at the beginning where BYU is kind of like a better version of UNC, and I feel like that it's exactly how that game went. Like we. It, good win for sure definitely could have won by more yes so it was like it was like a couple plays where it was like here and there blown coverage missed calls where it's like you definitely could have scored more and we didn't it, it I, in my opinion i have the exact same feeling right now as i did after the unc game where like it, it's like good win but we could have won by a lot more yes so i'm like still yearning for the game where like we don't make mistakes, and right. I know that's a, I know that's a lot to say and a lot to ask for, but I I feel like we have yet to play a game where both the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball have had like fantastic games. Correct, which is like somewhat promising and somewhat not promising. It's like you know you're five games into the season, we haven't put it all together yet, but at the same time, like we're beating the 16th ranked team in the nation, and we haven't put it all together yet. Like yeah. that's promising. Yeah. How about you? What, what what are your thoughts after like full game thoughts, and then we'll dive into players. So full game thoughts, I think that I would give Notre Dame as a whole a B minus grade on that game. And 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 at the same time though, that is the silver lining, right? Right. Like like you're giving them a B minus grade, and they just still went out and beat the number sixteen team in the nation. Right. Right. So like, imagine what they can do if they get an A plus grade. Yes. You know, like they are that good. And this is what we've been saying from the beginning, like from the Ohio State game, from after the Marshall game, like they are so talented that when they finally do fucking put it all together, like they're forced to be reckoned with. The going off that silver lining and also the the downside, a B minus game. If Notre Dame continues to play B minus football yes. the rest of the season, they're going to be eight nine and, and three, eight, eight and four. four. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So we just need to make sure that when the time comes, aka Clemson and USC, that we're not playing B minus football. Yeah. No. I, I also agree. I also still think that and I'm not sure if it's coaching or execution or what, but Notre Dame seems to play really good football sandwiched in between a slow start and a terrible finish. Yeah. Yeah. They the first drive to three drives, it seems like they're like a like an old school pickup truck that like the keys in the ignition and it's just like trying to turn it's not over. Turning like, over. Yeah. Yeah. And then once it clicks on and it gets going. You're the chilling. middle of the game, like the Great. second and third quarter is just like, like we're going pedal to yep. the metal. 
and then we run out of gas at the end, and it the game gets way closer than it needs to be. Like there was a point where Notre Dame was up twenty five to six. Yeah. Right. You hold BYU on that third and seventeen that they get. Yeah. Flip the field. They're punting basically from the back of their own end zone. Notre Dame gets the ball there, goes down and scores, and BYU just folds. That's game over. That's a blowout right mm-hmm. there. They give up that third and seventeen, and it's just like you let them right back in. You only win by eight. Granted, they covered two, but like, I mean, it's it's exactly what I said. You know, that was the UNC game where yeah. it's like you just let them have fucking easy possessions. Where it's like you guys definitely like, like you said, like if they, if they hold them and stop there, right? So then if they stop them and score, so we're up what thirty two to six. Yeah, like that's what that game should have been. Right, and it's the same thing as the UNC game where it's like. We should have won sixty-two to fucking like fourteen against UNC. Yep. And it's like, sure. Like, am I happy that we went and beat a, a good team? Yes. Do I think we could have beat them by more and had a way better of a game? Also, yes. Yep. Absolutely. So then, I have a question for you. What are you more? I'll I'll, I'll let you answer either of these. What are you? Who? Which side of the ball are you more happy about? And which side of the ball are you more concerned about? I guess I kind of go hand in hand. Both of my answers are going to be the same. I'm more concerned about the defense. I am more concerned, but I'm also more happy about the offense. Really? Yes. I'm more concerned about the defense. Because they, they, they have done the same thing every single game. And it is... They play 95% of their game great, and then they give up multiple big plays. And it's like against a team like Clemson and against a team like USC, like you can't give up those big plays. Agreed. And that's why I'm the most concerned about them. Because like if you contain a team for so long, like sure, but like you cannot give up the big plays that they did. And it's it's dumb mistakes. It's blown coverages. It's like, dude, like you guys should know this by now. Like, you're five weeks, six weeks into the season. Like, you guys have to know this by now. Yeah. And they don't, which is why I'm like, I think the defense is way more talented than that's the why offense. I'm not, not as concerned. Exactly. But that that's why I am concerned because they're so much more talented and they're still making these dumb mistakes. But you also just said they played like 95% of the game really well. Sure. You're really only concerned about 5%. And granted, that 5% could be. It's astronomical, yeah, yes. when it comes to it. My concern with the offense is that I don't know what offense is going to show up. True. Like, we we kind of steamrolled North Carolina, basically did whatever we wanted, put up 45 points, could have been 60-plus, but then you go, you get like 23 Easy offensive points because by the time we got to 25, there was a safety mixed in there. And then they just sputtered out. Yeah. It it it, it felt like Tommy Reese went for the first time all year like, all right, let's go conservative. He, I've, I've been a big Tommy Reese supporter, and I did not think he called a very good game against BYU. I thought it was very yeah. vanilla. Yeah. He didn't. But does, does, that, does that give you at least a little bit of hope, though? Like the fact that you called a like kind of like a bullshit game and still put up twenty eight, um, like that's got to that's got to mean something, right? If we're looking at like silver linings of everything, yeah, 
Like if he called a good game, we're putting up forty. Yeah. So why didn't he? Exactly. That. But I'm I'm trying to like spin zone this, I guess, a little bit. Where like, we're we're like I'm trying to talk myself into like <laughs> it's the same thing with like the defense. Like you know, you put it all together, we win by a lot more. So I'm trying to spin it's, zone this a lot. It's a funny bit. with the new coaching staff because like for the past what was it, 10 or 12 years with, with Brian Kelly? Mm. Like, during the last, basically since 2016, like, I could wake up on a Saturday and basically tell you what was going to happen with Notre Dame football. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just consistent. You're going to beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and he's going to get the doors blown off of teams that are better than us. Yeah. With this new coaching staff, I'm like... But fucking, Dude, you have like, no idea what the fuck's going on <laughs> but at all times. We lost to Marshall. Like, that doesn't make any sense. We hung in there for three quarters against Ohio State, who is now, like, in the top two. Yeah. I don't—I still have no idea what to expect when Notre Dame takes the field. Yeah, they are They are a <laughs> wild group. And I guess, I guess that's kind of, like, my biggest knock on the offense so far, like, talking about coaching staff— and I know we've talked about this before, but like, I I felt like when Brian Kelly was there, the the vibe around Tommy Reese was that he was getting handcuffed by Brian Kelly. And the first year he's not with Brian Kelly, seems like he's the same guy. Like the play calling hasn't been like, damn, like look at him, he's fucking taking some shots down the field. Yeah, like it's been like, oh shit, like this is the exact same thing we watched for the past three years. Right. Right. So, I and I, and again, I'm not smart enough to be like this is what they should be calling, but like I mean, Drew Pine could chuck it. So like fucking, I I would like to see Bray Lindsey a little bit more like on some go routes, and and hopefully after the game that Jaden Thomas and Michael Mayer just had, Bray Lindsey becomes that guy where it's like. Oh, everyone's looking for like these two dudes, and then it's like, oh shit, Bray Lindsey's like on one on one coverage down the sideline. Like, yeah, I'm chucking it to him. Going back to the vanilla play calling by Tommy Reese, Michael Mayer, best tight end in college football, dude. But like, it it was it was kind of like the same deal as against North Carolina, where it was like it's third down, and we know we need to pick up a first down. So against North Carolina, it was just hand the ball off. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew that was coming. Third down. Against BYU, you got to pick it up. It was just boom, lock in on Mayer. Michael Mayer. And granted, he made all but like one catch yeah. or something like that. He was like eleven for twelve or twelve for thirteen or something like that. But um, what's going to happen when a team takes that away? But also, well, first of all, before I answer that, Drew Pine legitimately was the meme that was like, "Fuck it, Michael Mayer's down yeah. there somewhere." Like, yeah. and I'm just going to throw it. But at the same time, I. I agree with you where it's like, what if somebody takes that away? But at the same time, like, do you know how, like, dropping the nuts that is on people? Where it's like, you like, everyone in this fucking stadium knows where this ball's going, and it's still going to go there, and it's still going to fucking work. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. We've talked about this a billion times. Like, if if running the ball is going to get you five yards every time, run the damn ball every single time. If throwing the ball to Michael Mayer is going to get you a first time every time, first down every time, fucking throw the ball to Michael Mayer. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, there's going to be a game where someone else is going to need to step up and make those sorts of plays, and I'm interested to see who that will be. For sure. For sure. But I think, I like, Lorenzo Siles, I think, had a good game. Yeah. Um, I say, I think, like, I, like, is, like, 
I he didn't did. watch the game. He did have, like, <laughs> I believe he had a good game. That's yeah. what I meant. Um, like I said, I would like to see Brayden Lindsay be a little bit more involved. On like, it, it's like, it's like, Brayden Lindsay needs to be used. Here we go. Brayden Lindsay needs to be used like a magician. Like Michael Mayer and Jaden Thomas and Lorenzo Styles are the like, Hey, look over here we'll as I do you this trick. This way. And then Brayden Lindsay's like that abracadabra bitch, I'm down the field. Like, <laughs> how you doing? Like, that's how he needs to be used. Yeah. As the, like, everybody look to the left, and then Brayden Lindsay's running the go route down to the right. Yeah. And I need Drew Pine to fucking look at Michael Mayer like he always does, and then chuck that bitch deep and fucking be like, what's up? Here we go. Touchdown. Yeah. That was that was the usage of Logan Diggs against North Carolina on that one walk-in yeah. touchdown that they had. Yep. Just sent him the complete opposite direction, and there was, like, he caught the ball and literally walked, walked into in. the end zone. Yep. Like, that's yeah. what we need more of. Yeah. If I'm giving, if I'm giving out player grades, Michael Mayer, A+, plus, the yep. actual best tight end in Notre Dame history in college football at the moment, not even fucking close. Uh, Drew Pine, I'll give an A to Drew Pine as well. Yep. Fucking great game. Um, offensively, I would give the line, like, just a B to B minus. I was going like, to say B. Like, like serviceable, but yep. not great. Yep. Um, Jaden Thomas, I'll give, like, a B plus, A minus. Like, definitely should have made some other plays, but had a fucking snag, so what's up? Uh, th- I feel like that's kind of really all offensive. Defensive side of the ball, I am getting very, very concerned with Maris Leofau. Dude, he looks bad. And he, he I, I looks know that he's bad. not, but he is not playing good. Dude, he, the linebacker play still. I've been I've been talking about this for we're going on six weeks now. If, if we're They're talking, not good. so if we're talking like position groups, I'm giving the D line a A minus. Had some good plays. Yep. Could have been better. Yep. But got the safety, so what's up? Yep. Linebacking core. C plus. Oh, I think that's generous. Again, serviceable, but fucked up massively. Like had 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 good plays, for sure. But then also fucked up a lot. I don't think that the linebacking core has had a game that has had a be good game graded higher than like a C minus the entire year. Um, I don't know. I mean, like they definitely made plays. Like they made plays against BYU. So yeah. like they 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 got a, the, they a got C the f- plus for me is like exactly what it is. Like you're serviceable. They you got, did slightly your job, but you also fucked up a good amount. They got five points on the test just for writing their name. Yes. Yeah. Like they showed up. They were there. Physically, they were on the football field. Physically, they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then defensive backs, secondary, B plus minus minus. Benjamin Morrison, I, I like dude, super talented, and he's only a freshman. But same thing with Jaden McKinney. Got fucking burned a couple times. Yeah, yeah, and that that's freshman mistakes. But like these kids are way too talented to not be yeah, playing. Yeah. So like you have to play him. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is why I'll give them the B plus because it's like you guys are just that good. Like yeah. I know you're that talented, so you're gonna you're gonna fuck up if you're a freshman. But th- I think that's also the reason that I'm so disappointed in the linebackers because they're not freshmen. Like you guys shouldn't be, they shouldn't be making the dumb mistakes that they are. And 
I I thought that that was the area the on the defense that I was going to be the least concerned about all year because, I mean, Marcus Freeman's your head coach who was a linebacker. He brought in Al Golden, who just coached the Cincinnati Bengal linebacking group in the Super Bowl. He brought in his former teammate slash ex-NFL player, James Laurinaitis, who is a linebacker coach. Like, there's a lot of brains and talent behind these guys, and it's just not translating to on-field success. They... To me, they just seem to get sucked into situations that they can't get out of, like yeah. with their athleticism. Like there were people like we always talk about. Like I think I've posed this question to you on here. Like, would you have rather had Manti Teo or uh, Jalen Smith? Mm-hmm. And it was like they're two different players because Jalen Smith would be in bad positions, but he was just so fucking athletic that he would make those plays. Yeah. But Manti Teo wasn't that athletic, but he would never be in a bad position. You're taking, like, the worst of both and putting them in this linebacking core. Yes. Like, you're in the wrong position and you're not athletic enough to make that play. Right. So, like, now we're fucked. Yep. Yep. And and this is where, like, there's part of me that is, like, dude, like, Jack Kaiser, Bo Bauer, like, I fucking love you guys, right? Like, you guys are awesome. But at the same time, like, fucking you guys are in such bad positions, like, Give me Neafe, give me fucking Jalen Sneed, and just go make some fucking plays, dude. Like, just be like, you guys are fucking so much more athletic. Like, make a play. Like, I, I have enough faith in you that you guys are going to go out there and you're going to fucking make a play. There's no reason, too, that Notre Dame shouldn't be, like, the linebacking core right now, besides Maris, like, J.D. Bertrand, Jack Kaiser, Bo Bauer, good to great college players, they would get smoked in the NFL. That that don't have an NFL future. Not a shot. Love and you guys. There's there's no reason that Notre Dame should be in that sort of position. Yeah. Like if you're playing football at Notre Dame, you no matter what position you play, you should have a legit to like walk in ticket to the NFL. Yeah. And that's just not the case with this group. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I get it to the point of where, like, they're smart enough that it's like you guys should be making these plays. So, like, I'm not I, – I, and I'm not saying, like, I'm out on, like, the, the yeah, linebacking core. Like, they're they're all good linebackers. Yeah. But they just have to – they got some serious shit they got to figure out. They need to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Yeah. It just seems like they're – and at the, at the same time, too, it's so disappointing because it's like – We've talked about it a lot where if you're just a bad, if you're like a bad team, then it's like you have no expectations, right? They're good, and they're in, like, they're just like one step away the entire time, but one step makes like a giant difference. Like, they just seem to like commit to something before they like fully think it through, and they're like, ah, shit, I fucked that one up. Yep. And it just happens all the fucking time. Yep. And it's like, well, Jesus, dude, well, you can't fucking keep doing that. (laughs) Or else we're going to be fucked when we play a team like Clemson or a team like fucking USC. So that's some Notre Dame football talk for you. Shout out to Michael Mayer, the actual GOAT. Let's go. Broke the record. Yep. Tip of the cap. Let's take a moment of silence for Michael Mayer. Thank you for that he moment of silence. He deserves Miller Lite. Yeah, he deserves all the Miller Lights. <laughs> if I could have a Miller Lite with Michael Mayer, that's like top, like, five people right now yeah he's the goat yep yep 
All right, IU football, not good. You said you had some thoughts or some some that you wanted to discuss there. Well, it's not IU football. It's more Michigan football. Can we all agree that Michigan football is not that good? Like, okay, so I get it that 31-10 looks bad. If you watch the game, like, it was like 10-10 to going into the fourth quarter. It was 10-10 to for a long time. Yeah, fucking, dude, like, Michigan football stinks. Like, we, everyone always talks about, like, oh, Notre Dame, like, join the fucking conference, like, play a schedule. Like, dude, Michigan's schedule is such a fucking cakewalk, it's not even funny. And they, they're, like, scraping by teams, dude. I mean, 21 points isn't scraping by. Granted, the, the, that 21-point lead came yes, late. Yes, very late. For three quarters of that game, it was 10-10. to 10. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't tell me that's a playoff team if you're fucking 10-10 to 10 locked with IU for fucking three quarters of that game. IU, no matter what their record is, though, seems to always throw out two of those games a year. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like... They have How, no business yeah, being in this game. What are game. you doing? Like, you're, you're a 500 team, but twice a year they play like they're just like the number three team in the country. I, IU is the king of playing for three quarters. <laughs> like, they love three quarters of the game, and then they hate the last one. Yeah. Like, fucking closing the game out, not us. But three quarters of it, fucking, we got we're you. right there, yep. dude. Yeah. Like, we're right there. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. It, after watching Michigan for the past, like, two weeks, like— you beat fucking Maryland by seven at home, and then, granted, like I said, like you said, like they they won by twenty one. If you watched the game, you did not, you would not have thought they won by twenty one after watching that game. Like they're just not that good. I'll be honest with you. Like I'm, and I, and I, I fucking, they're gonna make the college football playoff because they have a fucking cakewalk. But they're gonna lose to Ohio State. Speaking of cakewalks, and uh, um, not to like totally jump ship on this topic, but I think we brought it up on here before. No one in the national media is talking that Ohio State just played its first road game. That is we're, tough. we're six games into the schedule for teams that haven't had a bye week. Yeah. They've had five home games. Well, I mean, do you want to hear the stat about fucking... Michigan. They, they Ohio State has eight of their twelve games at home. So does Michigan. How is that possible? I don't know. It's fucking bullshit, I'll tell you that though. Do they can't does this ever even out? Like next year do they only have five? I have no idea. Cause that just doesn't seem fair. Do you know that Michigan plays their first uh ranked opponent next week? Ooh. Ranked. First one. All season. What nice. is it? Six games in? Yeah, six games seven. in. You're playing It'll be seven by yeah. next week. Playing your first ranked opponent. Nice, good schedule you got there. Who who is that? Penn State. Ah, at Penn State? Nope, oh, at Michigan. Man. I think. Yeah, at Michigan. Penn State at Michigan. Okay. Michigan fucking stinks, dude. I hope Penn State fucking smokes them. You want to hear something wild? They play. That's 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 one of two ranked opponents on their schedule. Two. Two of them. Yeah, but no one ever brings up strength of schedule. Notre Dame's got the number one strength I was about to say, what's up, bitch? You want to talk about strength of schedule? Notre Dame, motherfucker. Uh, Join a conference. Notre Dame just jumped or just opened up as 17-point favorites against Stanford. Love that. I was listening. But also kind of hate that. (laughs) I was listening to a podcast last week where this guy was is friends with 
one of the the head odds makers at a book in Vegas, and the they have like the lines for all of the college teams set like weekly, mm-hmm. obviously. But and this is kind of hard to explain. So like this was prior to the BYU game, and he said regardless, uh, like at this point in time, last week they had odds set for the remainder of Notre Dame's schedule, mm-hmm. right? And so they were going back and forth with the host, like trying to guess the spreads for the the, the game's yeah. upcoming. Obviously, they change as it gets closer to game time. Um, at that point in time, prior to the BYU game, the books in Vegas had Notre Dame as a one-point favorite over Clemson. I'll take it. I was like, "What? Hello?" <laughs> but but I see this. That's what I don't understand. So like, I know you get points for like being the home team. You get three. Yeah, but I don't understand how they're the one point favorite, right? Because like, I don't understand the, the discrepancy between Vegas's betting odds and like the college football rankings. Like, how the fuck is Clemson the number four team in the nation and we're a one-point favorite above them? Well, like, that doesn't make any sense, and we're unranked. Yeah, like, that doesn't because, make sense to me. Because the playoff, or the, not playoff, the polls, the ranking polls, are run by a bunch of morons. Facts. So, don't put a lot of stock in rankings. I know, but, like, still, it just doesn't make any sense. I could, I kind of, like, I understand the, Point, basically, the point of rankings through the first like seven weeks of the college football season is just so that talk show hosts have something oh, to yeah. jabber about. Yeah. Really, rankings shouldn't start until like the end of November, or yeah. I mean, the end of October, beginning of November. Yeah. Because like fair. no one knows anything about these teams, mm-hmm. really. Like Notre Dame was number five. Mm-hmm. Then we fall to unranked, and now I'm assuming after Stanford, as long as they win, if, we're, if dude, it, no, no, no. Not even after Stanford. If we're not ranked right now, we're fuck not. off. We're not. That's bullshit. Why the fuck shouldn't we be ranked? You know who is? Who? For the first time since joining the FBS, JMU, the Duh, Bulldogs. Fucking, dude, lick my nuts. They're 25. Suck my fucking ass, dude. Yep. Like, okay, good for JMU. But, like, fuck off. If you, like, genuinely think that, like, JMU is better <laughs> than Notre Dame, like, suck my ass. Like, for real. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's so stupid. That's so dumb. Like, why the fuck not? We just beat fucking 16th ranked BYU. Yep. Like, what the fuck more do we need to do? I saw a Big Game Boomer put out his rankings on Twitter for the week. Still has North Carolina at, like, 17. Why? North Carolina <laughs> fucking sucks. I am so sick of this shit, dude. Yeah. North Carolina, Iowa State. Fuck off, both of you guys. I don't want you guys in the top 25 ever again. Ever. Like, you guys should just be banned from the top 25. Like, and, and this is coming from someone who is a Notre Dame fan who constantly gets ridiculed for fucking, Notre Dame's not as good, they shouldn't be ranked, they shouldn't be in the playoffs. Shut the fuck up. North Carolina and Iowa State shouldn't even be top 25. Yeah, uh, so big game boomers, college football rankings for week six. It's just like, but is this like a, a joke? I like, don't, is this, like, are they're, like, trying to get, like, a rouse out of people? Because you got it. I don't think so because their top 10, 11, 12, their top 15 is legit. 
They still have North Carolina at 19 and BYU at 25. Why? Dude, also, BYU's quarterback, for fucking all the hype that I heard about him, like, again, you're that BYU's quarterback is the Iowa State of quarterbacks. Like, yeah, you get talked up a shit ton, and then you, you get on the national stage, and you just shit the bed, dude. Like, that guy fucking stinks. The first throw of the game, my ass could have done that. <laughs> he just fucking chucked it up and was like, you know, fuck it, dude. Who cares? Tariq Bracey intercepted. I was like, fucking, that was the worst throw I've ever seen. You also, but, I mean, th- there was a reason that they were ranked 16, and I know that I just said that the polls are run by morons. So, like, I don't want to discredit Notre Dame because that was still a good win. No, sure. But I'm saying, like, if that's, if the, the, there's the double standard. It's, it's always been the double standard. Where it's like, we beat the 16th ranked team and everybody's going to basically do what I'm doing and be like, oh, BYU stinks. Yep. BYU actually stinks. Yep. And it's like, well, okay, well, fucking, they didn't right before we beat them. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, yeah, it's going to be a good game. Like, yeah. BYU's pretty good. And then it's like, Notre Dame beats them and it's like, oh, well, never mind. They're actually not that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, fucking <laughs> shut the fuck up then, you dickheads. Like, fucking put some respect on fucking Notre Dame's name. Come on, you fucks. Also, we're going to have a fucking 30 for 30 on how Manti Teo changed Notre Dame. And it's going to be, we're going to go 10 and 2. And we're going to, it's going to be because Manti Teo came to the California game. What's up, baby? Can we just, can he just get season dude, tickets? Dude, can we fucking, dude, I know he's trying to be in the NFL, but like, can we just like hire him? Linebackers coach? Dude. I'll shit my pants if he's the linebackers Come coach. Come on, dude. That'd be. Evil. I will shit my pants. That would be, yeah. And then imagine now we're talking like ideas, and, guys. Dude, imagine like recruiting, being like fucking Manti's here. It, I'm Manti. Like, What's up? And you just fucking, I'll, I'll teach you how to be the best and fucking, and not get catfished. I bet you he'd be a pretty good coach. I would too. A fucking. We can reopen the Polynesian pipeline, <sighs> dude. All day. I also think that like that's actually kind of like what they're trying to do. And it's why they brought him to the past, like, three games. I hope so. It's like they're trying to, like, fucking get him on the staff. Hey, Manti, Stanford this week. If he's at Stanford, he's a coach (laughs) next year. Swear to God. If he's at Stanford, he's a coach next year. 100%. And I'll take both of those. I got to find someone that's close enough to Freeman that can, like, just start subtly dropping that. Hey, coach. Manti. Manti. Loves Notre Dame. Loves Notre Dame. Uh, just Manti. pass him in a meet. Manti. Manti. Pass him in the hallways. <laughs> just, yeah, just like, oh, sorry, Manti dropped it. I dropped something. Right hey, here. coach, Manti. good to see you. Manti Tail. Manti Tail, linebacker's coach. <laughs> Manti. Hey, uh, Manti? Oh, sorry, Marcus. Wrong name. Yeah. Uh, any other football you want to talk? Bears lost today in heartbreaking fashion. Yeah, dude, the Bears. That's the most Bears loss of all time. I. <laughs> I fell asleep during most of that game and I fell asleep and the Bears are losing then I wake up and the Bears are winning and then I watched the last two minutes and the Bears lost and I was like well that sums everything up the watching the Chicago Bears is like uh driving your car with the gas light on 
just Wait, see how yeah. far you can go. You know, like, oh, fuck it, dude. Who knows? I might run out of gas, like, in the middle of the road, but I also fucking, I might make it there. Who it knows? It says five miles, but, like, you know they always yeah. add in that buffer, so, like, yep. maybe we can stretch ten. it to, like, ten or fifteen. Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm living on the edge right here. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Like, every day, you just wake up and you're like, I might fucking run out of gas in the middle of the road, but I also might get there, so who knows? And speaking of not knowing what the fuck's going to happen, the Giants are 4-1, and one, beat the Packers? I suck it, Aaron Rodgers, bitch. There's some... There's some... Wild... NFL's fucked. Yeah. So is my fantasy football team. Absolute trash. They don't care. Just saying. That's all the football I got, though. Dude, also, Bears. Um, so, like we said, kind of came back. Um, so, if they didn't have the mindset or the game plan of... Let's not guard Justin Jefferson in the first half. Maybe it would have turned out a little bit better. But going into the going into the game with that game plan, I'll be honest with you. Not the best. Not the best idea. Let's not guard their best wide receiver. I mean, Kirk Cousins started the game sixteen for sixteen. That's ridiculous. We're making Kirk Cousins look like fucking Jesus out here, dude. It's Kirk Cousins, dude. Kirk Cousins in the 1 p.m. time slot, though, is elite. Yeah, but also the Bears are just fucking brain dead. <laughs> so. Also, I saw a mock draft the other day. Okay. Had uh, Obviously, very early. We're fucking five games into the season. Had the Bears drafting Bryce Young. That ain't going to fix shit, dude. Bryce Young? Yeah. The quarterback? Yep. It's uh, not going to fix anything. Yeah, but... You're just slapping another Band-Aid on something that's like a fucking giant gash. Like, dude, who is Justin it? Fields isn't the problem. It's the fact that our O-line and fucking wide receivers suck massive dick. Yes, agreed. So if you put Bryce Young back there, guess what? He's going to fucking suck too. But who is it that, that started the theory that... Every NFL team should just draft a quarterback with their first pick every year until you find the right one. I have no idea. I kind of like that. No. Like, Dude, I, I love Justin Fields, but just Justin drafting Fields quarterbacks. Justin Fields is not the problem. We're just—dude, it's like it's like a, when, like, like, a fucking dam is, like, gushing water, and you're like, hey, I'll slap a Band-Aid on that and try to fucking fix it. Like, that's what drafting Bryce Young is. Like, you're not fixing the actual problem. Justin Fields is not the problem. It's like an infomercial for Flex Seal. Yeah. Like, dude, like, Justin Fields is a good quarterback, but you have put him around the biggest load of dog shit of all time and been like, fix it. And it's like, dude, I can't fucking fix this. I'm one person. The Bears remind me of a lot of the uh, LA Angels, where it's like you got Justin Fields and you got Roquan Smith and they got Mike Trout and Shohei and it's then just, like, just yeah, everyone else. Dog shit around them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I fucking would I like Bryce Young? Sure, like that's a cool name, but like, it's not gonna help us. Nope, it's not gonna fix anything. Nope. Like draft some fucking offensive, draft some guy from fucking Wisconsin or Iowa, like <laughs> big fucking <laughs> offensive Iowa. lineman. That I don't know. Uh, fucking their O line, I don't know. They they just seem <laughs> to produce every day. Is Iowa the, the Chicago Bears of college football? No, the Bears are better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I don't know, dude. The Bears are better than that. I don't know. 
Bye. We were just talking about Iowa needing to get relegated to the FCS. The Bears have won two games. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's painful watching the Bears. That's why I fell asleep. You know the guy from SpongeBob that's like, my eyes! Like, that's every time I watch the Bears. <laughs> that's every every Sunday. That's what I'm yelling. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, fucking... And I, I don't know if you saw the end of the game. Like, the way they lost was just comedy. Yeah. Like, down seven. They're driving down the field. First, first and ten, they get, like, a 12-yard completion. And then the guy just gets fucking stripped. Yep. To lose. Yep. It's the most Bears way to lose a game of all time. Constant pain. Any other sports talk? Not that I know of. All right. Well, we are wrapping up Shed Some Light episode 197 here with some dumb thoughts, random stories. I got quite a few things that I need to talk through here. Listener submission off the first one. We were just talking about bars versus pubs. Uh, what is the distinction there when you throw in a tavern? Tavern, you have to serve ale. <laughs> I think uh, taverns always give me dark vibes. Like, they're always Dude, poorly lit. Uh, also, a tavern has been a thing since, like, the 1600s, I feel like. I feel like a tavern is, like, a tavern is, like, in the middle of Ireland, and, like, they they still have, like, wooden mugs. Well, and it's like you just serve ale, and that's it. There's definitely still places that are called taverns, but they... Like, it would be, like, uh, Jay's Tavern. Yeah, but, but that's not a tavern. Jay's. Yeah, but yeah, that's not a tavern. Jay's. Yeah. So I don't really know what the distinction is, other than the fact that I think taverns are always poorly lit. Yes. I think taverns are poorly lit. I think taverns have to serve ale. They're, they're old school. Yes. And then I also, if I'm imagining a tavern, you have, like lunchroom style benches with tables you know what i'm saying like you don't mm. got seats you have like benches you know i think there's a tavern in town <sighs> the tavern that, Ooh, that, that, we've good to, ale. that we've been to quite often really yes pizza joint a barnaby's yeah yeah I'm pretty sure that's a tavern that, i would i would consider that a tavern no like i think that's in their name oh well, I would consider them and a tavern. Do you see how poorly lit that place is? Dude, yeah, but then what do they else have? They benches. got benches. That's what made me think of it. They got benches. That's a that's a do great serve, a tavern. Do they serve a nice ale? Ale is one of those things from like TV shows where like it seems really cool. Like I would want to drink ale from like a TV show, but I know it probably tastes like ass. Well, I mean, IPAs. Pale ales. Yeah, then it definitely tastes like ass. <laughs> I couldn't be more out on IPAs, dude. IPAs suck. And I fucking hate what everybody who likes IPAs says. It's like, oh, it's an acquired taste. First of all, shut the fuck up. It just sucks ass. That's what you're telling me. Like, if it's not good the first time I drink it, I'm not going <laughs> to drink it again. So, like, fucking shut up. And then it's also like, oh, no, no, no. You want to, like, sip on it with dinner. Fucking, no, I don't. You know what I want to sip on? A nice Miller Lite. How about that, you fucker? <laughs> Pilsners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a fucking ale, dude. It's not an IPA. There IPAs suck. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, next one. Moving on here. I got two that are combined. I was at a wedding this past weekend. Made me realize two things. Number one, 
I love sleeping in hotels. Yes, dude. Elite. So, yeah. You get in there and you crank that shit down to like fucking 60 degrees immediately. Although disappointed because the hotel that I was staying at, super nice. We had a fantastic room, but the air conditioner only went down to 66. Oh, that's bullshit, dude. I'm I'm cranking that thing down to like 62 immediately. Yeah, I went as low as I could go. Slept great. And hotel breakfasts are also just elite. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah. Well, it also depends on the hotel. This one was fantastic. You know what? I don't care how old I am. You know what? I'll fucking smack any day of the week. Uh, the cereal that comes in like the with the rip off. Yes. The like the cover on it. Yeah. Dude, I will fucking rip that cereal any that tastes better than regular cereal. Mm-hmm. Like you get the same cereal and if you give it to me in the little fucking bowl with the rip off thing, or if you give it to me like in a box, the bowl is gonna is gonna taste better. But the mini boxes at the hotel taste better than the regular size yes. box in yes. the store too. Any mini version of it is better than the actual version. Yep. Uh, 100%. I don't know what they do, but it's different. Exactly. Exactly. So the second thing that it made me realize, um, it definitely was not that hot out this weekend. Like, we're clearly in the heart of fall, and literally any time that I put on a suit, I sweat. I would agree. Like, it was cold, and I put my suit on. And just waterworks flowing. Just, I'm like, it's 52 degrees outside. There's no reason for me to be sweating right now. Okay, I don't know about that. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. If I was outside the whole time, I'm not sweating. I I wasn't outside the whole time, but I'm just saying, like. But I think it's just because, like, the suit, the suit promotes nervousness. It, it. But it, like, like it whenever also you wear a suit, confidence because like sure. oh I'm looking dapper like check me out but then I'm also like whoo I'm in a suit sweating fuck <laughs> yeah it's a little bit of both you gotta find the happy medium yeah that's why I've been you gotta, searching why, for that why, for 28 years that's why you gotta down a couple million lights before you put the suit on you're like oh shit all right uh, last one here question for you Jack and for all the listeners let us know your answers. Uh, you can get a hold of us on social media. What is the weirdest thing or things that you've lost? And what made me think of this is the fact that I lost every single pair of jeans that I own. I can't find my jeans anywhere. I had four pairs probably. I had a couple that were fleece lined for like some cold football games. I had some like nicer tailored fitted ones for going out. Light ones, dark ones, can't find a single pair of jeans. I don't know, man. I don't lose a lot of things. <laughs> but isn't that wild? I mean, I guess my flip-flops. Because I fell into the lake one year. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost them in the seaweed. They just got sucked down there somehow. Yeah. That's probably the weirdest thing I've lost. But, like, but also, like how i lost him was probably the weirder thing yeah yeah four pairs of jeans though yeah it's tough that's like, a tough one like maybe one i could kind of understand like i left it somewhere while i was traveling or something but like but also like but also like you've kind of been like like you're at a disadvantage because you you've been hopping places that you've been living at yeah, recently but i don't this i couldn't tell you the last time i wore jeans like it's been hot out 
So I haven't well, needed them. That's on you then. I don't so know. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I got to go jeans shopping. Dude, a nice pair of jeans is worth like, like I'll pay like 200 bucks for a nice pair of jeans. Because like, like people don't understand how important a nice pair of jeans is. We've talked about it before on here. Like, they're, think about it. You're my favorite pair of pants, dude. You're wearing jeans like for like six months out of the year. And if you, if you have a shitty pair of jeans that like don't fit you well, like dude, fucking, you look like a schmuck. Yep. So you gotta get a nice pair of jeans. I wear one pair of jeans on repeat, dude, <laughs> and they're not even blue. <laughs> they're gray, and they're fucking all day, baby. I'll wear those motherfuckers left and right, dude. Yep. They fit me great length waist everything just amazing well wish me luck i hope i find a pair like that this week dude i'll go jean shopping with you all right all right fuck boom if all anybody's right. got any jean suggestions <laughs> let us no, know. no no there's only one place where i get jeans so nah, i'll take all the suggestions dude i'll figure it out yep all right but also like dude like i like i got a pair of jeans from a place and if i went back there and i bought the exact same pair of jeans i don't think they'd fit me correctly you've broken these bad boys in no no no. yeah like <laughs> same dimensions they're not going to be the same and i don't know how that's possible you got the uh perfect pair <laughs> so if, like i said so if anybody's got any suggestions i'll take them <laughs> wrapping up shed some light episode 197 thank you all for listening hope everyone has a fantastic monday uh during your monday if you're on like a lunch break or something maybe you're listening to this after work Take just a couple seconds out of your day. Give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Uh, tell a coworker, tell a friend, tell a family member to listen to Shed Some Light. We truly appreciate you spreading the word. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. We will be back the next time we record. Boom. I said that for the first time without tripping up. a boy. Let's go. All right. In the meantime. Keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.